PA Turn Pod is brought to you free by Anchor. On today's episode, COVID outbreaks throughout the major North American sports leagues, the Sixers' last few games, NFL Week 14 review. Uh, we revisit our preseason predictions. We preview Thursday night football, and we give you our W and our L for the week. But first, a word about Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Technical Difficulties Pod. Hey. PA Turn Pod, episode 25, part number two, or attempt number two anyway. Uh, we're back. Should have killed us when they had the chance. I'm Rob, <laughs> joined as always by Joel. Uh, Joel, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm home. It's my Friday. Got done probably one of the craziest, weirdest days at work. <laughs> my my uh, computer back on this desk. Does not have uh, COVID like last week because we were in the middle of recording literally 20 minutes in and it just took an absolute crap for four hours. We were doing pretty well too when we, we were in there. It was like six in the afternoon, so it wasn't crazy late. And we had some energy. And then uh, the podcast was uh, was put in the health and safety protocol for a few days. Exactly. And I don't think it's no coincidence that it happened to be on episode two five, and we've been yeah. dogging number two five on the Sixers. So, so it's like, uh, difficult. Yeah, the BS episode. So this is episode 25, 25 and a half. How are you doing tonight, sir? Pretty good. Uh, more energy than usual for these late ones. I just built a uh, like a bookshelf in my basement. Did you know? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting the basement ready. We're still not like fully. Like, like the houses, like the upstairs level, and like the, uh, and like the main level are kind of are pretty sad. Basement's not nearly what I want it to be, so I'm still working on it. What are we looking at? A disco ball. Uh, so I put up at? Christmas lights uh, on Sunday, like Sunday night, and then um, I already have a TV stand down there. I bought a sound bar for like forty bucks on Amazon you for the TV, TV stand. A sound yeah. bar. A bookcase, but no TV. I like it. No, there's a TV down there. <laughs> um, there's no cable box, but we have a Chromecast. And I have the Xfinity app, so I can cast from my phone to the TV. And then I can do that. Um, so we can watch whatever we want down there. It's just not perfect. It's like a little laggy sometimes. But um, whatever eventually, I would like done. to paint the basement. What's up? Whatever gets the job done. Yeah, eventually, I'd like to paint down there and maybe redo the floors. Or at least just get like an area rug I can do it but uh i bought a, like a book like a three-tier bookcase like a little it's like three feet high about like yeah. two feet wide uh-huh um maybe two and a half feet wide um so i have all of our dvds uh remember those all my video DVDs. games and then all of our like games like board games like cards against humanity so it looks kind of cool it, it's looking more full down there we don't have like a couch yet we just have a futon but the futon is long enough and the TV is like 10 feet in front of it. So it's perfect for like one person and the dogs. And I, I'm slowly putting up some artwork too. I have a, I sent you a picture. I have a really cool um, Vince, Vince Carter, Carter thing. That was pretty cool. It's um, if anybody's interested in this kind of stuff, like I am big nerdy. Um, this person's shop online is called Painton Manning. So like painting minus the G <laughs> Manning. And um, uh, the the artwork has actually gone up. I checked my email to make sure I didn't pay that much, but I paid forty five for it. It's twenty. It's sixteen by twenty, and it's it's Vince Carter dunking in the dunk contest. And everything in the background has to do with two thousands pop culture. So like, um, it's like 
Beyonce's in there somewhere. Shaq and Kobe are in the back holding a trophy. Y2K. Um, yeah, you have Jeter in there. Um, a couple like movie things. There's like the Curb Your Enthusiasm guy. So it's actually really cool. And there's other gears that this guy has. Like if you were born in like, let's say 85, I'm sure there's a 1985 print. Um, I'm going to look to see if there's a 95 one. I don't want to pay more. I paid 45. They're like 60 bucks now. So inflation ruining everything. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. I also have a Joel Embiid um, painting on the way. And then I have um, the, was it the famous, the Beatles thing where they're walking across the street. Yeah. I have one of those coming, but it's the four Philly mascots, which is awesome. I do like how the the eagle is carrying a tremendous trophy. That's a nice touch. Yeah, the eagle's carrying the Lombardi. If Bottom. we ever do a a live pod like in person, and we do one in my basement, that'll be a cool uh, picture to put up. That could be the uh, podcast studios. Yeah, I mean it may as well be. It's nice and chilly down there too. So like in the summertime when it gets really hot outside, it's actually pretty cool in the basement. That's what's up. So I, I can live with that. Hoodie season's always in the basement. Oh, always. I threw on hoodie and sweatpants tonight. It's actually nice out. Or it was when I got home. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to go downstairs and build something. So I threw on um, sweatpants and a hoodie because I knew it was going to be kind of chilly down there. <laughs> oh, man, that's good, man. Look at you. Mr. So, yeah, my it, day. Bob the Builder, a cook, a king. Yeah, so in short, my, my day's been okay. There you go. Now, we yeah. did find a parallel within our uh, our evenings. Uh, we both got Wawa for dinner. Yes, we did. Unprompted. Unprompted. Uh, you with the double cheeseburger, which is a risky move at a Wawa. Listen. <laughs> hey, I'm listening. I think it's, not, it's really, it's actually too. not bad. The, the roll was really good. I had the Wawa burger when they first came out. In fact, I had a couple of them. Oh, my God. Listen, they're not bad. That. All right, I would rather eat. Uh, I'd rather this eat has to be a top this. five burger places. Wawa better not be on that list. Uh, I get. I can. Uh, oof. Top five, bro. Top five of all time. Wawa give you, in there. Jesus. Nah. Number one for me is going to be Nifty Fifties. I haven't had in years. Number two is uh, uh, I think it's called Gallows. It's on the Boulevard near me it's a burger bar it's fantastic mm-hmm. uh, let's see who else makes a good one red robin red robin does make a good burger yeah um five guys mcdonald's five guys if you if you eliminate the price <laughs> but you do get you get all the toppings for free so you get so you can actually get extra bacon and extra cheese for free on those there you um go. i'm not putting any of the fast food places on there oh dude how can we how can we be uh Remiss, not mentioning uh, JJ's. That's a good spot. Who? JJ's. I don't know what that is. JJ's. It's a traveling <laughs> barbecue. Oh, uh, yes. Where you, you cook the food on the ground because uh, it's so hot outside. Well, it's so on the inside. You can cook it on the tiles. <laughs> on AstroTurf. Yeah. JJ's is a sneaky uh, uh, spot. And he's like a, a food truck guy, but he doesn't have a food truck. He literally <laughs> will drive to your spot and cook. And he flips the burgers thirty times. Um, and this king, yeah. and this king also buys <laughs> the coal and everything for the grill. If you happen to want to grill out, it's like when they say batteries not included. He, he everything is included when he shows up. 
<laughs> it's true. Including it's true. the... Uh, it's damn true. We even had a rain date, except they moved it to the day it was supposed to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we had a barbecue this past summer, and it was uh, it was an adventure. It was supposed to be on a Sunday, which is when like 95% of the people were off from work. And then all except of a sudden, me. It was, and they, except they changed it to a Saturday at three o'clock. And I'm like, I work nine to five on Saturdays. I don't know how I'm supposed to get there. It was going to be like 75 and sunny on the Sunday. And then like the Saturday was like 58 and gloomy and rainy. And they were like, oh, that's fine. We'll do it Saturday. <laughs> I think honestly, it was made for my parents or my dad. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think it was, it was made changed for... for my dad because he didn't yeah, know it... where it was. And I happened to be all off on a Saturday because he's old school. He doesn't have iPhone. He doesn't have GPS yeah. in his car. So for anybody to come down all the way to Atlantic City from Deptford or from Philadelphia to come all the way down to AC to then drive back up yeah. is craziness, you know? So I think they did it because I happened to be off that Saturday, not Sunday. Now, like, you know what? Change let, it up. Let me ask you something. Uh-huh. If you were to host a barbecue at your own home, would yeah. you make sure you have the proper supplies to uh, to perform on the grill? Or would you just hope that the grill just sparks, you know, because God is there and, uh, and he'll do it himself? Now, let me, uh, before I answer this, I just want to make sure. Again, <laughs> when you say God, do you mean JJ? I mean, they, or what, what, I, whatever, whatever you believe in. Well, that day I, I, I personally, I don't personally don't think JJ Reddick is God, but hey, to uh, <laughs> to each their own, or JJ Ortega Whiteside. I don't know which one you're. Don't ever to. ever put JJ Ortega Whiteside in there. Jim Jackson, the Flyers uh, TV guy. Um, Jim Johnson. Um, John Johnson. Yeah. Um, I don't even know which one. I'm sure there's multiple. Yeah. Uh, if I were hosting a barbecue, I think I would have my P's and Q's all lined up, and. Uh, I would take the mantle as kiss the chef yeah. that day. Yeah. See, they um they didn't really properly they prepare. They XYZ. they dotted yeah they crossed their eyes and dotted their t's, um and that's how that went. Hey man, the attendees fended for themselves and we succeeded. <laughs> we even hung. We even put an umbrella up to uh, to protect the grill, which was actually pretty neat. In the rain. In the rain. And AstroTurf. AstroTurf, which now tastes like barbecue sauce. <laughs> so, so the dog that's on Xanax and melatonin, when it goes outside, gets to lick barbecue sauce off the uh, the AstroTurf out there. Similar to in 2000 when the Eagles were uh, were licking uh, pickle juice off the AstroTurf in Dallas. Don't tell me that's still there. <laughs> that AstroTurf is still there in the spot. I think it's been cleaned. Um, yeah, that day was uh, eventful. Yeah. Yes, when we get a Patreon, when we get enough people to listen and we get a Patreon, <laughs> that'll be our, when we get to 50 people on the Patreon, we will do an in-depth analysis of that day. I don't really delete text messages because my phone has so much storage on it. I bet you I can go back far enough and find the messages <laughs> from that day. Um, primarily me reaching out to the police um, in hopes that they can step in and fix something. Um, dude, we spent most of the day trying to figure out Hawks Sixers playoff, I believe. Yeah. No, we were trying to figure out it was Bucks. <laughs> it was Bucks Hawks because we couldn't figure out if Giannis and Trey Young were playing. And then, and the, then 
Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi or whoever. Dude, I put 20 bucks Matt on Matt Stoney. <laughs> he didn't even participate. That I was, was texting more, you. That was more I, I was texting you, but the field was plus 200 yeah. in the hot dog contest, and I couldn't get it in Philly. I was like, I, I'm going to send you money to do it in Jersey. <laughs> and I nailed it immediately. <laughs> and then Joey Chestnut still won. Yeah, we were looking at the hot dog eating contest, and we were looking at uh, Bucks and Hawks. And sweating our sweating our collective butts off inside the house. <laughs> it was so hot and sticky, and there was, was somebody in the, in the corner that was like somebody was very quiet. I just remember there was there was a lot going on. I have no idea who you talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> if someone like to. If we were like a documentary channel, like The Office, and someone turned in, people would be asking, "Where are they and where are the host? Like, is this like the real world? Because we fended for ourselves. We literally just fended for ourselves. Yeah, seriously. And we had a, a child almost basically dirty her third wardrobe on a slide because the adults were not there. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. We were about to start playing basketball in the backyard until we realized there was a puddle underneath the net. And a car that just would not move for like months. So yeah, there was yeah, that car literally had that a crew. Oh, and lastly, I squirted ketchup all over my black on black (laughs) ensemble. I tried to be fancy with one hand and I squirted a bottle of ketchup all over my shirt and pants. It was just not a good day. (laughs) And as we were leaving, the sun comes out. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it was like, thank God y'all even. <laughs> There's like all, all is right in the world. Salvage your Saturday, boys. <laughs> yeah. Now you can go have a good day. <laughs> I want to know what would have happened if I didn't bring a dozen burgers with me because we went through the ones that were there in the first 20 minutes. And then we ran out of food, if not for the extra burgers I bought. Dude, I'm, I was the one that had the first burger, the one that fell between the grill. <laughs> and I'm telling I, you, I don't know. it was the best taste of burger <laughs> that day. I would, it, that's because it still had the tinfoil in it, because somebody thought it was a good idea to put tinfoil on the grill and then wondered why nothing was cooking. You're like, all you're doing is burning the aluminum foil. All Listen. I kept hearing was just give it a minute. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's been half an hour. It's on, it's on, it's 150 inside the grill and it's been closed for 20 minutes. <laughs> like, That's see, why there's progress. No I'm like, no, the progress happened from frozen to barely thaw. That's it, not cold. That was just by nature of it being outside. <laughs> yeah. It would have been hotter if they put it inside. <laughs> like, I didn't know the sun was our main <laughs> heat provider. They would have just moved it. If they would have put the grill inside, it would have gotten hotter. But you did the veteran move. You came in. You, per- you came in just as I left. <laughs> like, yeah, I got there. Here? I was like, no, I thought Joel was here. Oh, he's going to Home Depot because there's no charcoal <laughs> for the grill. <laughs> so he knows. Does he know where he is? <laughs> Rob came in there. And was like, wait. So you tell oh. me there's no food. Whoa! Breaking news. Uh oh. Breaking the Jaguars news. have fired Coach Urban Meyer. No fucking way. Yeah, they just fired him. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you have been calling for this man's departure forever. 
Rob Van Grable, your thoughts, initial thoughts. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you <laughs> fucking creep. Um, this is, I mean, a man lost his job right well, before Christmas. You, you know what? The, a Christmas the, present. I'm glad he didn't get fired before the Notre Dame void was filled because I would have hated to see, or I would have loved to see him go to Notre Dame and flounder. Um, I don't know what major college football jobs are available, but um, another text are piling and my cousin just sent me a text. Um, holy expletive. So. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. So he signed a five-year contract prior to the season in less than a year. He's gone. And it didn't even take a fake heart condition to get him out of there. <laughs> well, I think this is on the heels of uh don't ruin don't ruin my L. <laughs> oh. Dude, whose heel is it off of? <laughs> I think it's off the heels. <sighs> I'll do it. What was it? What was it? No, no, we talked about this already. Uh, so Daryl Bevel is the uh the interim coach there for Jacksonville. So Trevor Lawrence. Daryl Bevel we... or Dar- Darren Ravel? No, he blocked me. I, I wouldn't be able to tell if he were. <laughs> um, isn't this off the heels of Urban Meyer's like uh, uh what you call it? Halloween thing? Remember if he's like with a blow up doll or something like that? I will somebody <laughs> dressed up like him for Halloween. So he actually like yeah, he looked like he was checked out. He uh at, after the game against the Titans on Sunday, he was as they were walking, like the coaches go to the midfield logo and they shake hands. <laughs> he just looked like he was completely dead inside. I can't read this article that I'm looking at because it's just so good. I'm not even reading it. No, the headline alone was gold. It's probably my L. <laughs> oh, it is uh, an L. <laughs> I'm saving it for the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But Urban Meyer, you heard it here 50th because this podcast will be released in a day. Um, he is out as Jacksonville head coach. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who we will get to in a little bit. He was my rookie of the year prediction. Um, yeah. His career is now salvaged because <laughs> Meyer is no longer ruining him. Um Good riddance. I don't know how you feel, but uh, is this uh, what was it? Jeff Fisher and Jerry Goff? Are we going to see uh, Lawrence just explode to then I, be irrelevant? I, so I know the word "unprecedented" is thrown around quite a bit, but is this unprecedented? Yes. No. Nah. Can you remember another coach in his first Saban? year? Uh, well, Saban was there for two full seasons at least, and he left because of the fact that they wouldn't allow um, him to go go get Drew Brees. Kevin. Lane Kiffin, right? Lane Kiffin. Where was in he? In college, Tennessee, and then left to UFC. U- USC. USC, and then he's with Ole Miss. He was with Bama for a little while. Uh, um, how long was Jim Tomsula with the uh, the Niners? Was he, he was there for a full season, right? I'm going to go and say I have no... Who? Jim Tomsula. He was the one that took over after Chip uh, Kelly. Um, oh, dude. No, I don't know. Uh, Chip was only in San Fran for a year. I like how my phone is late with the breaking news. <laughs> it just said, yeah, I, well, I have Ra- I have Rappaport and Shafter notifications on. Uh, uh, so Daryl Bevel is the new. I like how they do it literally at 1241 East Coast time. So the West Coast is like fresh news. I'm like half awake. What? Irvin Myers is gone? Well, wow, Rav. Uh, you've been calling for this man to be X out of this place for a while. And good riddance is your your thoughts. Uh, where does um, Jacksonville go from here? Nothing up, but up, right? Upwards, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not one to. I, I, first of all, I don't want to ever, you know, clamor for somebody to lose their job. 
Yeah. Um, however, I'm not shedding a tear for him because he's got five, he's got four more years of making good money on that contract. He's not going to coach. If, if he doesn't go to the college football ranks right now, he'll probably not coach again pretty much ever. Cause he's got four more years of getting paid. And I'm pretty sure, I think we talked about this before when you go someplace else, I'm pretty sure you lose the, um, the money that you were getting from I, I, There's some sort of clause in people's contracts. My phone is blowing up right now. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Fireman Joe is awake. He's texting me. Uh, Speaking of Fireman Zach Joe. is sending me stuff. He yeah. was at the game today, the sixth. He was. Yes, and his uh, his cousin was sitting right behind the TikTok girls who rang the bell. Uh, Dixie. Which is why something? the Sixers lost. <laughs> why yeah, the, the hell were they? Are they from the Philly? The DeMellos or something? I have no clue. Like, Give, me, give me a reason why they like did that. that. I don't know. They ran out of people. They should have just had Zoom off to it again. Can't be that hard. Just have Franklin ring the bell. People love breaking Franklin. news. Oh, that sucks. Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins expected to miss yeah. the rest of the season with a knee injury. Yeah, he's Deep out for the rest of the season. Uh, he's out. Uh, while we're on the subject, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so much to get to. Oh I forgot I put this on there. Um, People are trading all over college. This is insanity. So I'm giving Roots away going one left. Of- you know, I'm going to save this question on the rundown for yeah. my L later. Um, but apparently right now, um, it, it, things are getting a little bit more serious with, uh, with the COVID outbreaks. Um, a lot of athletes are currently sick or have at least tested positive. We have 75 NFL players in the last 72 hours who have been put into the health and safety protocols. Um, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higby, among a few, you know numerous. Um, Kendall Fuller, Matt Ioannidis. Uh, among others on the on the football team, Washington football team that'll be playing this Sunday. Um, a Washington writer yeah. said that you may as well chalk this up as a forfeit win for the Eagles because there's so many WFT players out. Um, 14 Browns in the last 48 hours have been put into the health and safety protocols. The Calgary Flames have an outbreak. Their games have been postponed until further notice. Six Nashville Predators are sick. And Alvin Gentry, who is the acting interim head coach for the Sacramento Kings in place of luke walton who was removed from duty a few months ago or about a month ago he's also six seven wft guys george niang from the sixers is in health and safety protocols oh my god no not him. jason huntley uh running back on the eagles as well as there's somebody else on the eagles uh, i think it was a corner somebody else on the eagles is also in the health and safety protocols so um craziness uh we also have i think six uh brooklyn nets including but not limited to uh paul Millsap, lamarcus aldridge James Harden. Harden, James Johnson, um, another it was a Cam Thomas, I think is the other one, DeAndre Bembry. DeAndre so a lot of Nets are in the uh, the protocol. Dwight Howard and Taylor Horton Tucker, both in protocol. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we have a statement from Shad Khan. Uh oh, Jaguar uh, owner. I am tired of fucking losing. Fuck this guy. We're going to win. Uh, so the only takeaway I have here. Uh, so after deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. I informed Urban of this change this evening. As I stated in October, regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. Um, that's uh, the second half of the first paragraph. There's two paragraphs here. None of it's really all that great. 
that's a that's a very good statement on his behalf, actually. So kudos to him for coming out and saying something with a little bit of you know juice on it. What a wild! <laughs> I would have been asleep right now if not for finding <laughs> out about this. If it wasn't oh, for so if it wasn't for the successes of my uh, TTPs last week when I've just been hitting on a good streak, so I turn on my notification for ESPN for you know. Hockey games going off, final score. If I got it right, if it wasn't for having those notifications on, I would have never seen this until you said something to me. Wow, this is this is crazy, and I can't wait to hear one of the main reasons he got asked for that just came yeah. out. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully, for the sake of sports, as we get back to this like little COVID thing, when we started the pod, we wanted to be anti, you know, not anti COVID, but like. Got to get away from it because people aren't looking for the sad reality in their entertainment sources. Yeah. Um, but for the sake of what's going on right now, we do hope every team and player is being as safe as possible. Um, and hopefully everybody is, you know, able to get well. It, it, a lot of the players from what I read are non are, you know, not showing symptoms, which is a big rift right now in the NBA. Asymptomatic players being forced to quarantine regardless of, um, of uh like the fact that they got positive tests and are not showing symptoms so there there's uh, the nba players union and the owners are working on a solution for covid protocol like like testing and everything like that yeah um so more information will be unveiled in, in the f- like the following days but for now that's interesting uh, hockey was also like bragging about having a 100 percent vaccination rate at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. and that seems to be not really helping them at all because they have three outbreaks so that is a cold, a freezing hot take or freezing cold so, take, whatever it is. Small, small L for me because I have oh, been really? in recent, uh, the week and a half that has passed. Um, over the past three seasons, not counting the COVID bubble, um, <laughs> after, after playing in Vegas against the Golden Knights, teams have won only 40% of their next game. So after leaving Vegas, teams are losing 60% of the time. So I have been fading teams leaving Vegas and I had money on the hurricanes yesterday and the game got canceled for COVID. So I, I, uh, I did get my money back, but I, I missed the opportunity on making money yesterday against the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota wild. But I think it still hits because I mean, they would have lost. I mean, the wild would have lost, but oh, that's tragic. Fuck man. Yeah, man. It's like COVID's coming back. I mean, I mean, it never really left. Let's, so oh, what it is, com- but all of a sudden, it's now the forefront of sports news is yeah. know, COVID and all these players going down. Even the King, LeBron, did, even though it was a false yeah. positive, still. Move over, Dak uh, Prescott. Comeback player of the year is wearing number 19. <laughs> I like how the memes of uh, uh, Cam Newton when he came back and scored a touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm back! And it's like COVID. <laughs> Cam to the bench. Yeah, that's um, good. <laughs> so moving on to something a little bit more positive, followed by two negatives. Um, Sixers last seven days. Saturday night, huge win against Golden State. All we need to State. talk about is Saturday night because, my goodness. Because yeah, there hasn't been any game since. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Matisse Thibel, so on the episode we were trying to record Friday before the internet kind of hurt things, we were discussing Thibel versus um, versus Danny Green versus Furkan Korkmaz. And we both agree that Thibel deserves playing time and should probably be starting. Thibel stymied uh, Steph Curry 
on Saturday in his chase for history. Now, Curry obviously set the record last night in Madison Square Garden, but the NBA on, you know, 75th season, Warriors, Sixers in Philly, the first ABC primetime game of the season. He needed, I think, like 10 threes to pass Ray Allen for first all time. Yeah. He went, I believe, two for 12 on threes. Uh, I'm sorry, three for 14 on threes, six for 20 from the field. And he was two for 12 when Matisse Thibel guarded him. Uh, Matisse Thibel became the first player to ever block two Steph Curry three-point attempts in a single game. I mean, I'm not surprised. I was. We were calling for it literally before we yeah. we were recording last week, and we even were doing it on the episode before. Uh, the episode just basically just took a crap on us. Should we bench Danny Green and start Thibel? And I was adamant. <clears throat> excuse me. I was adamant. Put Thibel in there. He can give you fresh legs, length, and better defense wise right now. And he can kind of score. But more defense now, and then you can get Danny Green fresh off the bench, catch and shoot guy, get a three here and there, and play some some sort of defense. But uh, yeah, Bible shutting down Steph Curry and making history at the same time. It does concern me that Thibault doesn't have much offensive game um, in the current era. If you're a wing and you can't shoot, that's very alarming. Um, yeah, he did have six points, both on threes. Uh, both from, I think, the elbow. I mean, he's fine. His, his form is not bad. It's just he needs to be more consistent with it. Uh, real quick, Embiid had 26-9, and nine, hit two big shots down the stretch from the elbow. Uh, Tobias Harris was there in spirit, didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, speaking of there in spirit, Otto Porter. Good Lord, I he's forgot he was still a thing. I can't, He was a max player at one point. Jesus. Still and he actually money. killed the Sixers when he was with uh, Washington. Where'd he go? He went to Chicago and kind of just like burst into flames. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, like a, a phoenix. But uh, Otto Porter, who who you cannot convince me he's not related to Wilt Chamberlain. Nice to see Wilt back on the Warriors. Um, <laughs> uh, so real quick, Monday night, excruciatingly embarrassing loss to Memphis, 126-91. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, the only positive from that game, 23-7. and um, Tobias Hasper, uh, Tobias Hasper, Tobias Harris was cast for the ghost once again. John Morant was out, but it didn't matter. Um, and Bede was announced out like five minutes before the game started. Um, Stephen Adams was announced in about an hour before the game began. Mm-hmm. It's just a terrible game. I hate when they do that because it just messes up my entire parlay. If I had it, known this, this would have happened. <laughs> doesn't I even beat on my fantasy team too? So when they say it's 6.55 and I'm in the middle of cooking dinner that he's not playing, I'm like, well, I don't have time to go fix my fantasy team. I got chicken on my fingers. Um, uh, I do have a question for you, so I don't really want to dive into that game because it's just going to make me sad. So they wore him again tonight against Miami, a game they lost that they should have won. Do you like it when they wear the City Edition jerseys on the road? Because they did it the other night in Memphis. Uh, I don't mind it. I, I love the jerseys. I am a sucker. I am biased. I love those jerseys, but I think it should be reserved for home with the spectrum floor and everything. You're not selling the jerseys on the road. You're selling the jerseys in your own house. I mean, if there's some Sixers fans out there. But I mean, like you want to showcase them to your own fans because you want your fans to go, oh, that looks cool. 
I want one. Let me go buy one from China for twelve dollars. I mean, they're not the uh, first team that are that are that have done this though. No, I, mean, I think every sure, team everyone. does it now. Yeah. The the Warriors had really disgusting looking jerseys on MSG last night that I'm pretty sure were their city edition jerseys. No, no, um, the regular ones, right? No, they were like wearing the, the they were the blue ones with like red on them. Really? Yeah, it wasn't the one with the like ah. the regular logo on it. Um oh yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Um yeah, I mean, I prefer it obviously at home, but I don't mind it. It is what it is. I prefer it you see it more at home because it's a novelty piece. It's something else I wish teams did more of that they're getting away from. And I think the reasoning for it is you want to showcase your colors at home. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing as many teams wearing white at home anymore, which kind of bothers me. Yeah. That's... I mean, I understand football did it. Um, hockey did it. They flipped right around the same time, early 2000s, to where you're wearing white on the road and your dark color at home. Baseball is kind of just different because you wear white primarily at home and then gray on the road. And then your color is really more so worn on the road. Yeah, it's both. It's honestly both. But like for the Phillies, for instance, they only wear red on the road. They don't wear it at home at all. The powder blue is at home. Powder blues. That's good. I forgot about that. But yeah. But I mean, the baseball is a little weird. Basketball has almost always been white at home until like the last three years when Nike took over. Now you're seeing more blue at home for the Sixers. The red jerseys are cursed. Um, they almost never wear white anymore. And I think the white one's the best jersey they have aside from the city jersey. I that I don't understand what I don't know what goes into doing all that. Yeah. Is it just the Sixers or just in general? Oh, it's everybody. The Lakers mm-hmm. wearing purple at home is absurd. I'm not even make a joke like that. We, we grew up watching the Lakers wear gold at home. The Knicks don't wear their whites at home anymore. That's disgusting. The next MSG wearing that is pretty nice. It looks so stupid. I mean, let's go back to wearing our white jerseys at home more often than not. I don't care if you wear the reds at home from time to time or the blues from at home, but at least wear the whites every once in a while. I don't want to just see wearing them on a Tuesday night in Oklahoma City. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I never noticed it. I'm not really a fan of white because white gets dirty anyway. But True. Yeah, these guys aren't aren't eating hot dogs at home. Hey, man, what I do on my spare time, you don't have to share sure. with the world here. Well, no, I mean, like, they're not eating hot dogs <laughs> on the bench. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or off the floor. All right. Um, let's just run down week 14 in the National Football League. We didn't get a chance to talk about Thursday's game because Friday never happened. Um, but the Vikings beat the Steelers. Dude. 36 to 28. What a game. Dude. I looked at that halftime of like, I literally wrote in the notes before recording the next day. I was like, Vikings route Steelers. Big Ben's done. Get yeah. him off the team. And then I, watched, I ended up watching the entire game. And then Ben played a pretty good game. Yeah. Second he, half. I mean, miracle. Yeah. 28 for 40, 308, three touchdowns and a pick. Najee Harris, um, 94 rushing yards, a touchdown, um, 10 receiving yards on three catches. Deontay Johnson. I'm sorry, five catches, 76. Chase Claypool, eight catches, 93 in a dance. Deontay um, Johnson cost me my parlay that night. That's all I David, needed was a touchdown. Uh, Harris getting 104 scrimmage yards saved me because I had over 103 and a half. Oh, and I God. had over two and a half receptions. And he got his third catch in the fourth <laughs> quarter. And that's what put him over 104, 103 and a half. So shout out to Najee Harris for saving me. 
Um, I also had the Kirk Cousins rushing over, which was three and a half yards. <laughs> Easy money. He had three for almost the entire game. And then in the fourth quarter, he ran. It was like his second rush. He got 11. And then the next play through an interception never got the ball back. So <laughs> I got very lucky on that. Justin Jefferson, one carry for negative 11. Um, Double J. Just dive into Sunday. Cleveland defeated uh, Baltimore in a game that was a lot closer than it seemed like it was going to be. Um, Lamar Jackson goes out with injury after going four for four. Tyler Huntley comes in, plays a decent game, threw the ball more often than you'd probably hope for a guy like that. Um, but again, the, the rushing game wasn't really there for them. Latavius Murray got one carry for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah uh, Devontae Freeman, 64 yards. Mark Andrews had a big game. Um, Baker Mayfield was just Baker Mayfield. I'm almost positive Case Keenum came in and then handed the ball off a few times and then left. <laughs> um, but I don't think he threw any passes. Does this change your outlook on the AFC, uh, whatever, North? Because the Bengals, which we'll get to later, they lost. The Ravens obviously lost to the Browns. and Pittsburgh lost on Thursday. That division seems like it's wide open right now. It's been wide open for weeks now, honestly. Yeah. I mean, ever since That's, we announced the Bengals were the number one seed in the AFC North, they have just done nothing but go the opposite direction. I don't even know if they're in the playoffs right now. Uh, they are on the outside looking in probably. They're probably on the bubble. Which we'll get to. Uh, Nick yeah. Chubb, 59 rushing yards. Destroyed my parlay. I had a five-leg touchdown parlay. He was the only one that didn't hit. It was uh, Fournette, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Taysom Hill, and um, uh, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Chubb was the only one that didn't score. Oh five God. bucks would have won me 200 bucks. Um, the afore- aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. Trevor Lawrence threw 40 passes, and uh, 10% of those passes were intercepted. <laughs> James Robinson was benched. The Jaguars as a team had, do you want to guess how many rushing yards they had? Negative three. Eight. And mostly by the quarterback running for his yep. life. James Robinson got benched because Urban Myers out of touch. Tannehill 20 of 31, 191 yards, no touchdowns. Deontay Foreman and Ryan Tannehill scored the touchdowns in that game, a nothing game. Paul, Brad's right on beating the Jags. This is why I do not mess with Ryan Tannehill. He is Rushing a nightmare. He's a nightmare to bet with or against. Either he'll throw two to three pick uh, inter- uh, touchdowns or zero, just like he did, and then he'll rush for one. Like, and he'll rush it with Derrick Henry in the backfield. Give it to Derrick Henry. Another thing that I'm not exactly over the moon about, um, I'm not a Titans fan. I do like them. Don't get me wrong. I do kind of like the Titans. Atrocious. They're the helmets. They should have stuck with the white helmets. Um, This is a get right spot for them coming off a couple of rough weeks. And then they're playing the Jags and they, they, they won, but I mean, was it really all that convincing? They won 20 to nothing. Are you saying this is the RGGGG RGGG? It it had potential to be. Now the the next game is the RGGRG of the week in hindsight. The um, the over under in the Chiefs Raiders game was forty eight. The Chiefs scored forty eight points. Um, Chiefs won forty eight to nine. Now the Raiders. Did you see what happened before the game? Don't you dare step on my L. <laughs> so nothing happened before the game. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, 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 no. Because no. we're 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 hiding mine, even though it's it's a giant elephant in the side of the room. 
I, I don't want to jump on. I want to. I don't want to ruin yours as well. Um, let's just, but, let's just uh, save it though. Don't ever so the, do what this person did before pregame. Yes, just don't do what the Raiders did. Um, so the has it has anything like that ever fired up the, the team, or has it ever just pissed off the opposing team? Yeah, because the uh, Titans did it in Kansas City. They they went to the the middle of the field. Or, no, I'm sorry, they did it in Baltimore. They went to the middle of the field, broke it down, and then Baltimore kicked the crap out of them last year. So yeah, when has this ever worked in the favor of the team being the jerk offs? Uh, I would have to fact check this, but didn't T.O. do it when he was an Eagle? T.O. celebrated on the star. On the star. And did he yeah. still end up winning? Probably that's actually, the that Cowboys was, were terrible. I digress. I digress. Because that happened during the game, right? Yeah, that was during the game. Yeah, th- we're talking about what happened. Anything prior to the game. Um, um, real yeah. quick before we move on from this game. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna read off some names of players. Oh, um, I and I, I want I want you to guess what they all have in common. Uh, so How many let's players? go with uh as many as I can think of off the top of my head. Oh Jesus. Uh so let's go. DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Hall of Fame, Marquise Brown, Darren Waller, uh, Amari Cooper, C D Lamb. Actually, no, CD Lamb is incorrect, but uh, what do those other guys have in common? They are all t- uh, African Americans. <laughs> they all have less receiving yards than Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro has his right now 18th in the NFL with 877 receiving yards. That's more than DK Metcalf. <laughs> That's more than GGR say it was. Huh? Oh, you don't say. Um, <laughs> the Saints. 30 to 9 victory over the New York Jets. Need we say more? I don't know if you have anything really to contribute to that, but I, uh, you know what? I have something to say about that game. And when Uh-oh. you're finished, lock of the week, that's all I was going to say. My lock of the week was uh, a parlay between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, each thrown interception. Lawrence threw enough for the entire world, throwing four. <laughs> Zach Wilson couldn't throw me one. He couldn't just, you know, little dump off, intercepted, screen pass throw it deep on the last drive of the game. I mean, he's trying to protect his job and the ball. It was plus 315. Oh, Those Jesus. two to each throw an interception. So they must have known. So he got sacked three times. He's terrible. <laughs> I think he's I said terrible. it last podcast too. He he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> said it for three podcasts straight. He's Zach Nathan Wilson. Peterman. He's the Mormon Nathan Peterman. You said it in the pre for the Eagles against the Jets. You said it after. You said he it last sucks. week. You said it on the so bad. redacted 25 episode. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever laid eyes on. I can't believe he went top two. He's worse than... I, listen, I know people are upset about Trubisky going second. Trubisky is a Hall of Famer compared to Zach Wilson. Damn. All right. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Zach Wilson or Darko Milicic? Darko won a championship his rookie year. <laughs> Don't you do that. Darko led the Detroit Pistons to the NBA Finals over... Isn't that the, the, is that the craziest screenshot you've ever seen of the top five picks? LeBron James, Darko, Mello, oh Wade, and somebody else in a Bosch. Bosch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, literally the greatest, one of the greatest drafts of all time and second overall is Darko. So that's something I want to bring up in the future too because I want to do a little bit more research on it. 
Yeah. Number two seems like the hardest pick to hit on in basketball. Think about it. Um, Zion went, and I'm sorry, not Zion. Uh, eight and DeAndre Aiden went first. Marvin Bagley goes second. Luca and Trey go after Bagley. D'Angelo Russell goes second in his draft. Um, I'll tell you what team did hit it. I can tell you one team who did hit. Uh, well, Memphis certainly did. Woo-hoo. With uh, John Morant. Uh, well, no, in the past, it was the Seattle Sea Sonics. Oh, that's a great point. Kevin Durant over, wait, was passed uh, over Greg Oden. Now, in fairness, Greg yeah. Oden's one of the best prospects that's ever. I, I will not tolerate Greg Oden slander. And I know you're not slandering him, but I'm not. Greg, Greg Oden was one of the best college basketball players I've ever seen. He looked physically like a man amongst boys. Do you know what his, what ultimately his uh, his Achilles heel was? Um, no pun intended. His, his legs, his heels. He had one leg, was longer than the other. Yeah. And they didn't realize it until he was in like high school. And over time, as you're landing on your, your legs and landing on your feet, it's just like it deteriorated. And that poor man, did you see the video of him like a year or two ago? No. He, so he went back to school to finish getting his degree. So kudos to him, first of all. Yeah. yeah. And he's walking on campus and, <gasps> the, and the person walks up yes. and goes, do you play, do you play basketball? Yes. And he goes, I used to. I used to. Oh, yes, I've seen that. I've he seems like that. such a good dude, and it's such a shame. I I understood the comps when Embiid was drafted, comparing him to Greg Oden because of the D upside. But yeah. man, that broke my heart. I was like, oh no, I don't want him to be Greg Oden. I didn't think it was Greg Oden until I I kept looking at it over and over. I'm like, oh shit, because he looks man. like he's fifty. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that poor guy. He did get a second chance in the league. He went to the Heat eventually, and then uh. I just think he's doing big three now, which is uh, which is cool. Good for him. He's one of the best prospects ever, and it's a shame that um, that it, it didn't work out. Because imagine if it did. They had Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, Greg Oden all on one team together. And then eventually Lillard was there too. And then CJ came. Lillard and Oden, could you imagine that? Then uh, they wouldn't have been as bad to get a guy like Lillard, but if Oden pans out. Now, what happens if Durant goes first and Oden goes to the Sonics? That Thunder team never happens with uh, Durant, Harden. Harden, and Westbrook at Ibaka. And they don't go to the finals. Granted, they would have never had Ibaka, so they would have never chosen Ibaka over Harden. So Harden might still be an OKC. Well, nowadays with the super teams and everything. Jesus, you're just going <laughs> rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Uh, um, yeah. But it, yeah, Zach Wilson's trash. Um, yeah. That's what next up, the, uh, the Dallas football team. Now, this was going to be my L. You want to talk about trash. <laughs> Dallas bringing their own benches to land over Maryland. Did you see that? <laughs> Dallas flew their own benches in from, the, from their not. stadium. I don't think they did. They did not. I don't think no, they so. did. Really? Yeah, they brought their own benches with them to the, the article stadium. I read was completely different. Really? Yeah, it was saying like they did not fly. fly. They used it and they just put their own logo on it. Now that could be the case, but still, but, that's so stupid. Yeah, either way. I read on the day of it. I mean, it could be wrong. Um, so Corey Clement actually had one more carry than Ezekiel Elliott and one fewer yard. So fun stuff going on in Dallas. They barely beat Washington. Do you Washington trade, come back at the end. Do you trade Elliott? Do you, who's taking that contract? Hey. For a running back. Do you need a running back? 
when you're a playoff I mean, team. Does that does any team need a running back anymore? You, you can just but draft one in the you, fifth round and make it work. Now, Rob, you know in the playoffs, running is the key in the playoffs. You can do all these fancy plays in the regular season, but playoffs, playoffs, running the ball. Hey, Derrick Henry ran through these teams in the playoffs. Who were the last four Super Bowl champions? This fucking guy. The Eagles. Buccaneers, Chiefs, Patriots. Eagles. And Eagles. Eagles. Uh, Eagles. Um, running game. Who were the running backs on those teams? Laguerre Blunt. Uh, JHI. Miles Sanders, I think. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. James White, Rex Burkhead. Um, Clyde Edwards. No, he wasn't on the team yet, was he? Um, yeah, he uh, Damian Williams. These are uh, not... Hunt, the kicker. I <laughs> <laughs> fucked yeah. up. Haven Irvin Meyer. Um, you don't need Ezekiel oh, Elliott, man. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, all very high paid running backs. Alvin Kamara. None of them have a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. And uh, in fairness, the NFL is kind of trending back to running the ball. They're running the ball more this year. What's happening in the NFL, honestly, is and what's happening in Kansas City. I saw this on Twitter earlier, uh, courtesy of Benjamin Kist, or Benjamin Kist, Benjamin Solak, of, um, he used to be uh, uh, Eagles writer. Um, teams are playing two deep safeties a lot more to yeah. kind of prevent the over-the-top deep ball. And it's it, it's kind of basically begging offenses to run the ball, especially right up the middle. You have two safeties deep, 10, 15 yards off the ball. You're kind of leaving only six in the box. So you're out, your offensive line is outnumbering the, the defense. So the teams are running the ball a little bit more. When you get to the playoffs, you're still going to be able to throw the ball. Look where the last four um, Super Bowl quarterbacks were. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, before that Tom Brady, and before that uh, St. Nick. Nick is obviously the outlier, but... The GOAT! Yeah. Either way, I'm sorry. We, we keep getting yeah. off task, but uh, for good reason. Oh, shit, I lost it. <laughs> Falcons beat the Panthers. My over hit in that game. That was hey. my lock of the week. Uh, Matt Ryan, good Lord. The quarterbacks for the Panthers, also good Lord. Um, any Tempo Both. people out there listening, all <laughs> two of you. Um, PJ Walker throwing a touchdown to Robbie Anderson that had to make happy um, with Matt Rule on the sideline. Robbie Anderson, seven for 84 and a touchdown. Thank God he's getting going. Happy for him. Cam Newton sucks. Um, do you have back. any takeaways in this game? That. Yeah, back on I'm the bench. <laughs> PJ should be starting next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Man, that Panthers team really got devastated when they lost McCaffrey. Um, Seahawks in the GRG of the week. They defeated Houston. This is actually pretty close for a while, too. Uh, Wilson eventually was able to lead him. Rashad Penny with a massive game, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Lockett, 142 yards and a touchdown. Texans, poor Davis Mills, dropped back 51 times. Rex Burkhead is a – what a weird team. What a weird name. Yeah. I mean, we said it before the week started. This is a like an awful week. This is another popcorn week. <laughs> then we got – the Broncos and the Lions. I mean, God. I mean, the Lions came off a great win. Now the Lions are another team that got devastated by COVID. Um, half their team was in the COVID protocol. 
You would think everybody else but the Lions would be in code protocol and the Lions would still find a way to lose. Yeah. But they also get the bug. Yep. 38-10 was the score there. Chargers defeat the Giants 37-21. Uh, Mike Lennon played a pretty good game. He did. Um, lower than 50% completion percentage, but is what it is. Their punter attempted a pass. Saquon and Devontae Booker ran for 110 yards combined. Austin Eckler got hurt. You, all right. Before we move on, do you see the picture of Austin Eckler getting his ankle taped up on the sideline? I know. It, it may as well have been. It, it, he he could have cut, like the Michelin man could have donated his ankle to this man. That's what it looked like. <laughs> they were up by two scores on the Giants, and they're taping this guy up like he's about to go fight in the war. He had so much tape on his ankle. It was absurd. <laughs> they were probably hiding uh, something. Justin Herbert, by the way, made an incredible throw. I I gotta find out how far it was. I'm pretty sure it was like a like a 70 yard throw. He made one of the one of the craziest throws. 59 yard touchdown pass to Jalen Guyton in the third quarter. If you haven't seen the throw, I highly recommend going and finding that touchdown pass. Justin Herbert special. That's my guy. That's my guy. I mean, I would have him as a quarterback of the year on the, um, the Cincinnati team. came back from a 14 point deficit to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Only to blow only it. To lose. Yeah, only to lose in, in overtime. Brandon Ayuk with a touchdown. George Kittle was incredible again. Jimmy Garoppolo silencing the haters temporarily. Very good game out of him. Uh, Joe Burrow was terrific again. Joe Mixon was also good. T. Higgins has been great the last few weeks. Uh, the Bengals, so that's three consecutive 100-yard games for T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, um, two touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, Jamar Chase, two touchdowns, including one of them was a very nice one. Uh, the Bengals look dangerous. All of a sudden, every team in the NFL is either 6-7 and seven or 7-6, seven and six, which is exactly what they want. Bills and Bucks, another team that came back and then blew it. The Bucks, uh, sorry, the Bills came back. Josh Allen, 308 yards, but he just threw the ball so many times. He was also the leading rusher for the Bills, 109 yards on the ground. That's um, he, he played a very good game. Brady was terrific again. Leonard Fournette, just looking like rookie Leonard Fournette. Um, Chris Godwin had a good game. Gronk involved. Rashad Perriman, only two targets, and one of them was a touchdown in overtime. So Terrible. that was a potential Super Bowl preview. But I mean, I'm telling you. I think your prediction came to light, even though the Patriots were already a higher seed going into that Monday night game. Look at the results now. Buffalo is just spiraling downwards. Yeah, don't look now, but Bill Belichick and Tom Brady late season eliminating the Bills, just like they always do. <laughs> uh, the Packers the punch. beat the crap out of the Bears. What a weird game. Packers-Bears. I was scared in that first half. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is actually close. And then all of a sudden, they break free. And they got me the W from my parlay that night. They did not. I had a, I needed a touchdown from A.J. Dillon, and he didn't do it for me. I have no idea what team he plays for, so that was a risk. Uh, he, he's the Packers running back. They basically fed him, and then when they got to the red zone, they gave it to Jones. The uh, Pollard-Zeke treatment right there. Now, I fell asleep during the Monday game, but uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals 30-23. 
Um, Matt Stafford, 287 yards, three touchdowns. Another good game from him. Cooper Cup has a thousand billion yards on the season. Odell Beckham with a celebration of the year. Van Jefferson catching a touchdown pass in front of his dad. Um, Have you seen the guy on TikTok who's like a security guard and he's trying to show people how to get out of certain the fake security guard? Yeah. Yeah. Odell Beckham did one of the um, like something the security like he pretended he was taking a gun from somebody, but it was the football. After he scored a touchdown, it was incredible. Uh, Van Jefferson, by the way, Uh the wide receiver for the Rams, caught a deep touchdown from Stafford. Van Jefferson's father is a coach on the Cardinals coaching staff, so we got to do that in front of his dad, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So that's a uh, actually honorable mention W of the week that I did not remember. And that is your Week 14 review through the eyes of two uh, geniuses like ourselves. Um, does this change your outlook at all on the season? Uh, the only games of consequence, in my opinion, were the uh, the Bengals game and then the, I'm sorry, the Browns and Ravens game and then the the Bills Bucks game, even though it was an interconference game. Same and, and uh, Cars Rams. Same for sure. Um, also, the NFC East. I mean, the Eagles didn't play. But uh, NFC East is getting even tighter and tighter as we get down. To yeah, it is. I can't believe it. It's going to come down to Dallas. Right, so we're and the Eagles. Yeah. So we're approaching the final few weeks of the season. We're going to take our second revisit back to our preseason predictions. Anybody that's been with us since the beginning will remember on the first episode, Joel and I gave you our playoff teams, gave you our award predictions. And then a Super Bowl prediction. And then three overs and three unders. Real quick, playoff teams. Joel had the Bills, Ravens, Colts, Chiefs, Titans, and Dolphins. And then he had the Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Seahawks, Eagles. Right now, the only teams that really look like they might not be making the playoffs are the Seahawks and the Dolphins. But the Dolphins still have a chance. They do, but Um, realistically not. I had the Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens. Giants, Packers, Bucks, Rams, 49ers, Panthers. It looks like Giants, 49ers, and How Panthers do not make it. G-man. <laughs> and what a what a whiff. MVP awards. Yeah. Oh, my. So you had Mahomes. I had Brady. <laughs> Brady is the current favorite, according to FanDuel. Brady Rogers, Prescott, Mahomes are the top four. Uh, defensive player of the year. We both had Aaron Donald. Uh, Miles Garrett is the favorite right now. Michael Parsons is second. TJ Watt followed by Aaron Donald. How do you feel Offensive about that? Offensive rookie of the year. Uh, real quick, real quick. How do you feel about that? Uh, the odds for Garrett over Parsons, over Watt? I like him. I think Donald is currently being uh, tortured with the same thing that's hurt LeBron, where too, it, right? you're so dominant that you're held to a different standard. They almost just want to give it to somebody different. If the Browns make the playoffs, I see Miles Garrett winning it. Um, see, but TJ Watt is a huge like people are thirsty over him. So see, I, can I see think him doing it. Parsons should win that. That and the defensive rookie of the year. He, he, he certainly has a case. He has he's been, 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 been incredible. Incredible pickup for Dallas. Ever and since mind being you, moved to uh, pass rusher, yeah. And mind you, that was a move they made after the Eagles went up and grabbed Devontae Smith. Yeah, I believe. So. What a move. He kind, of, he kind of fell into their lap. Uh, and they moved him from, you know, linebacker to edge rusher. And it, it's it's helped. 
By the way, in that Washington game, Randy Gregory made an incredible interception for the Cowboys against, um, I think it was against Heineke. He made a great tip and then like dove and caught it. Crazy stuff. Also, one more note, Tom Brady set the NFL record for most completions on Sunday. I know it's not as exciting as yards or touchdowns, but he just continues to just rewrite the, the history books. Like one um, Stephen Curry. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year, Justin Fields for you, Trevor Lawrence for me. Neither of them are on the top four. Right now it is Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Um, so I mean Mac Jones if fair play to get in. Yeah. Mac Jones like feels like he's 30 though. Uh, <laughs> defensive rookie of the year. We both had Patrick Sertan. Uh, Michael Parsons is the heavy favorite right now, but Sertan is second in the odds. So Parsons were to get hurt. I don't want that to happen, but Sertan is the uh, second right now in the odds. Coach of the year was the hardest one to find one. odds for. We can skip yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, coach of the year. McDermott was your pick. Roll was mine. Bill Belichick, currently the favorite at plus 110. Cliff Kingsbury is second. Matt LaFleur and Mike Vrabel are the next two. And then we both had Dak for comeback player. He's probably going to win it. Um, I should. Wentz is pretty good, too. Wentz has uh, been pretty good. I think comeback players should be somebody coming back from injury, not coming back from suck. <laughs> That's the biggest question I have for sports. Is it is it comeback player or is it like most improved? Because most improved would be going from suck That's, to good. Yeah. Wait, there should be a most improved. There should be a most improved. I don't know why there's not. I guess there's so many players and you can't really compare offensive linemen to you know safeties. All right. Um our overs and unders win totals. So for my overs, I had the Colts over eight and a half. They're currently seven and six. So, so I'm on, the on pace. I'm on pace for greatness right here. Um, I had the Bears over seven and a half. Tragic right there. They would need to finish four. No, that's not happening. But there's crazy things that happen in the NFL. Crazier things have happened. Uh, they could have, you know been easier if they've beaten the Packers, but what do I know? And then last one is the Cowboys over nine and a half. They are now nine and four. And granted, they should be 11 and two. Honestly, <laughs> that game at Thanksgiving with the Raiders was insanity. Yeah, it was that a should great have been game. That one right there. So I would have smashed that clean. Uh, they would need to finish one and three or better. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. One and three for me to win. See, so your three overs are set up. To at least hit two of the three. Now you're over, sir. Giants over seven wins. They would have to finish four no. <laughs> <laughs> the snicker. They're four nine. Uh your Panthers over seven and a half. They are now five and eight. They Our would s- need to finish three and one or better. Weren't they four and oh? Yeah. With uh seeing ghost uh Darnold over there. Three and oh, I'm sorry. They beat three bit they beat a team with no quarterback and two bad teams. And then Jalen Hurts comes down and just smacks the shit out of him. That's the last time he played well. <laughs> Basically, that's when he started seeing ghosts. Uh, and then uh, Rob's overs is the Raiders over seven. They are now six and seven. They would need to finish two and two. Now, granted, this was preseason when we had Gruden and obviously Ruggs, and we already touched on his troubles of late. Um, but yeah, and Waller, I think, has been injured. Yeah, he's missed a couple of games. So I mean, he, yeah, I, I I think I saw a report. He might be done for the season, but let me check. Yeah, while you check that, uh, the unders I had are the Texans under four wins. 
They are doing what I want them to do. They are two and eleven. They need to finish one and three or worse. Uh, the Dolphins under nine and a half. Look at me right now. They are six and seven. Need to finish three and one. And the Broncos under eight and a half. They are now seven and six. They need to stop winning and go one and three or worse. Now, Rob, your unders. Uh, Saints over under nine. They are six and seven. Need to finish two and two. You have the Jets under six. They are three and ten. They would need to finish two and two. And you had the Vikings under eight and a half. They are six and seven. They would also need to finish two and two. So overall, I think we'd pretty much hit our We're pretty close. unders. Pretty much. Um, in our Super Bowl predictions, I had the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Green Bay Packers. Neither, which I think is going to happen. And then you had Buffalo beating Green Bay. What do you think it will be now? I think if you ask me right now who I think makes the Super Bowl, I'm going to go. I go Kansas City. And the Rams. See, I like the Cardinals, NFC, and AFC. Trying to think, trying to think. The AFC, I have, for some reason, I see the Patriots. Patriots, and so I have the Patriots and the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I have the Rams and the Buccaneers in the NFC title game. (laughs) Look at that. Now, I don't think the Rams can beat the Bucs twice in one season. Um, and I don't know what to expect from Mac Jones in the playoffs. They can't run the ball 50 times in the playoffs and beat the Chiefs. Unless it's very windy out. Yeah. I mean, look, they just did it to the Bills. So. Bills defense is better than Kansas City's. Good show. All right, Rob, should we hit up the Thursday night preview? That's yes. going to air on, basically, if you're listening to this on Thursday, obviously later tonight. And yeah. Rob, you've also gave me a little bit of news earlier. This is the final Thursday night football game of the season. And we finally got a good one. Yeah, it's a great one, actually. It we bookended the-, the NFL season because the first one was great, Cowboys <laughs> and Bucks, and now this one's great, Chiefs and Chargers. See, they do know what they're doing. Yeah, they, <laughs> they got to pique your interest. And well, the end of Thanksgiving games were good. Yeah, those were those were pretty freaking good. I, dude, yeah. Dallas and Raiders was probably the most exciting game of the of the year. Yeah, that was one of the best games this season. Yeah. Um. So the Chiefs head into L.A. Chiefs are favored at minus three over under fifty two, which is a nasty. Yeah, that's pretty high. I'm putting it in the under clean. I'm, I'm Kansas taking City. Oh, taking the over. I like that. Kansas City minus one sixty four. L.A. plus one thirty eight. Chiefs are coming off a big win at home against the Raiders. Granted, we already touched on it, and I'll touch on it later. As one that was else. bigger than big. I mean, that was <laughs> a monstrosity of a win. Chargers coming off a decisive win against uh, the Giants, but the Giants aren't your Eli Manning Giants. So take that for what it is. Uh, Herbert was named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, so kudos to him. Friend of the show, Justin Herbert. And uh, this also has big playoff implications because they're this is the AFC West division game. And 
our prediction, I think, was the NFC and AFC East and West. Going to be a chock full of uh, playoff teams, I believe. Yeah. Uh, KC is only one game up on the Chargers and two on Denver. So, And LA holds the first wild card, but have five teams only a game back of them. So this could be the make or break game for the Chargers for me. What do you think? I would agree. I think, um, to be fully honest with you, I think home field matters a lot to Kansas City in the playoffs. So I think this game does mean a great deal to them. Um, Now, the bye also means a lot for Kansas City. Andy Reid, I think, only has three losses in his career coming off a bye. So Kansas City getting the bye in the playoffs would certainly help them. I think this game is very important, though, for um, L.A. Same. The, The way we've seen this year and last year, those like four, five, six, seven, and then eight, nine, 10, like those, those teams are very clustered together in the, in the wild card standings. So it, a game here, a win here would be huge for them to distance themselves and also give themselves a tiebreaker because of um, any other teams in the wild card race, like Denver, uh-huh. if you're tied and then your head to head is even, you go to, you know, common opponents. So they will both play Kansas city. So this game could matter. And like, there's many layers to it. Uh, from my perspective, I also think it's interesting. I think the last time these two teams played on a Thursday night, the Chargers beat uh, the Chiefs, handed them their first loss of the 2018 season. Oh. You might remember the, um, the, I think the Chargers tied it at the end of regulation, went for two and beat the Chiefs on a two point conversion to Mike Williams. <laughs> that was uh, that was obviously a Philip Rivers team. And uh, that was, um, who was the coach back then? Vance Joseph, I think, or no, Anthony Lynn was the coach. And um, that was uh, before this regime. No Brandon Staley, no Justin Herbert. Um, I don't even think Austin Eckler was playing as much, but you know what I mean. So yeah. th- it's a division game. They're always a crapshoot. Who do you think wins this game? It's in Kansas. It's in LA, right? So yep. I think the Chiefs in the are going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win, honestly. I would love to see the Chargers win and get right and, you know, get in the playoffs because they're that one of those teams that look great in the regular season. You want to see them in the playoffs, but they just kind of falter and get in their own way. But those are the Phillip river days. Yeah. It's the Justin Herbert uh, regime. But I think Kansas city, they look like they finally got the RGGG, RGGGV in their pocket and they are pretty good, especially after shellacking the Raiders last yeah, week. Yeah. That was, a, that was the most decisive one of the season, I think. And, uh, if the Chargers do something, anything similar to that, granted they're at home, but uh, if they did anything to that to roll up the Chiefs, it's going to be a long night for uh, the Chargers. So I'm torn because I, I do think the Chargers can win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, if the line were more than three, I would probably take the points. I think it'll be close. It might change, not, though. Yeah, not that close, though. I think Kansas City, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a letdown spot for them. I'm tempted to say the Chargers win this game because I think they have a little bit more to play for. And they're coming off a, you know, a very important win for them. Beating, I mean, the, it was the Giants, but still. Yeah. Very important win for them. This could be a letdown spot for KC with the emotion from last week. Casey again, I understand they're winning still and they're on a win streak, but they are still kind of sleepwalking to the playoffs. I'm just going to go KC. I've changed. I my don't pick. feel good about it. 
I don't feel good about it. I still kind of like LA, but I'm going to go KC. I changed mine. I'm going with uh, the Chargers. I think this is going to be an exciting game. I think so too. I think it'll be a good game. I, I expect this to be the best Thursday game of the season. I think it's going to be the second. Well, behind I, the, the, Bucks the Raiders and, and Cowboys. No, I, the Bucks and Cowboys game one was phenomenal. That was a very good game, and it was nice to have football back too. And Dak back. That was yeah. awesome to see Dak back. Yeah. All right. And, well, you know, we don't we don't see enough of Tom Brady on TV either. So it was <laughs> nice to see him finally get some some shine. Yeah, right. Now, Rob, before we end the show and hit our W's and L's, you have a little bit of news to break with Thursday Night Football and how you have an idea to make it better. Yes. So most people out there probably don't enjoy Thursday Night Football because of the fact the quality of play is pretty low. Generally speaking, these teams are playing on the previous Sunday. They have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to rest. And they're flying sometimes, cross-country even. So I have come up with a, a temporary solution for Thursday Night Football until we think of something better. Um, now, one of these is going to be a stretch. However, I have done a little bit of research, um, about 20 minutes worth of research. <laughs> I found the mileage and proximity between teams' stadiums, which is obviously not. So New York is different from you know, the Meadowlands. So there, it's not perfect, yeah. But teams, stadiums, in proximity to one another. I figured. So I understand that scheduling is um, the way the schedule is designed. You play your division six times. You play one division in your conference completely. You play a full division in the opposing conference, and then you play one additional team from the other conference, and then you play the other teams in your conference that finish the same place you did. This will be a little bit weird for the algorithm that puts together the schedule. Yeah, but maybe they can do it kind of like um, the way college does, where you have the same opponent every year in that rivalry week. I'm proposing an idea to the NFL. Thursday games should either be out of a bye for every team involved. Now it's hard because at the end of the season, you don't really have that. Maybe you do double headers early on in the season, and then you obviously have three on Thanksgiving. So either out of a bye or the week after you play on a Thursday, you play Monday night football. So you get an extra day. And I came up with 16 matchups that based on proximity would not require a ton of flying. So I'm going to read these off to you. Let's go. These are all, these are all NFC versus AFC matchups. So for a Thursday game, intriguing because you don't see these very often. Yeah. San, San Francisco versus Las Vegas. Novelty. Um, New England versus Minnesota. Some of these are tough because I did have to find. So uh, some of these are easy. Um, like, for instance, um, I have the Giants and the Jets playing each other. Some of these are very easy because they're very close to one another. But um, you'll notice with the AFC West and the NFC East, I'm sorry, the, uh, the NFC West and the AFC East, it is tough to find opponents that are pretty close. So San Francisco, Las Vegas, New England, Minnesota, Denver, Seattle. Uh, this is the hardest one. Arizona, Tennessee. Cle- uh, Cleveland, Chicago. Kansas City, Green Bay. Buffalo, Detroit. New Orleans, Tennessee. Washington, Baltimore. Philly, Pittsburgh. Dallas versus Houston. Giants, Jets. Chargers, Rams. Tampa Bay versus Jacksonville. Miami versus Carolina. 
Atlanta versus Cincinnati. No. In-state rivalry. The only one that's kind of tough is Arizona, Tennessee, and then New England, Minnesota is not easy either. However, I think this will minimize flying, also coming out of a bye or heading into a Monday night game, because also keep in mind, supposedly next year or the following year, you're going to get Monday night doubleheaders almost every week. Um, so giving primetime games to teams the, the week after, it'll one, make scheduling easier because of whatever algorithm they're using. They already have a built-in game, less travel. You're playing, uh, obviously you're playing a common opponent every year. And it'll just be, because they're doing 17 games anyway. Why not make this the extra team you play for the AFC or the NFC? Um, it's not perfect, but it's the closest thing I can come to a solution. I like because it. to be honest with you, some of these games this year have been freaking awful. And <laughs> you know, like Pittsburgh, for instance, coming off an emotional game against Baltimore on Sunday, they got to fly to Minnesota, play the Vikings, who just got trounced by the uh, the Lions. It's tough sometimes to fly that far. Pittsburgh flying to Philly is probably an hour long flight. Giants, Jets don't even have to fly. Houston, Dallas don't have to fly. Stay, stay in state. And I'm sure you can shuffle it a little bit each year and find other teams that are also kind of close. Like Eagles, Jets are pretty close to each other. Eagles, uh, Giants, and Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they can make it work. Yeah, Eagles, WFT. Like, like especially, I get it because... Or, or Eagles, Patriots, you know what I mean? Like, uh, still got to fly. But yeah, it's not as still far to fly, but I mean, it, you're always going to have to fly here. Um, but, like working at the airport, like and talking with the guys, and I've realized this too. The second half of the season has been great on Sundays because normally we get the birds traffic of yeah. uh like if they're on the road, them coming back is a big deal because the the flight has to come in, then get let the buses unloading the fucking thing, like it's nonsense. Or when they're at home, the road team comes in, you gotta do the same nonsense. Well, it's been a blessing this past few weeks because it's been division game. Yeah. And then there's contracts with these teams like New Orleans came in, but we didn't deal with them. United did. And then another team came in and we didn't do it either. We just escorted. Hmm. But for the rest of the season, now we have Washington coming into town. We don't have to worry about Washington because they're busing. We don't have to touch anything oh, with the flight. True. That's and the right. same thing with the Giants. When they go to and from the Meadowlands, and, we don't uh, do any flying. They just bust. And everything. the Eagles just play the Jets too. The only the only bad Sunday we'll have for the rest of the season is when Dallas comes to town because Dallas flies in. Other and than that, it's been a Eagles, blessing. And if the Eagles manage to make the playoffs, they fly out. Yeah. Um, well, they'll be hosting. So, I mean, they win the division. That's true. Come yeah, on, but they, could, uh, they could be those. flying. Come on. True, they could be flying to Green Bay, Arizona, or Tampa. I hope it's Arizona so that when they come back, it's I'm already home, pissed off when they lost. <laughs> Not the deal last flight. Or excited that they won. We comment in Frankfurt. But I do like your idea though. I understand. Thank you. That. I it I mean it, there's no way to make Thursday better. That's they the do, only thing I could come up with. They do something like that for preseason because you see a lot of Patriots, oh, yeah, yeah. Eagles, or Giants yeah. versus Jets. Stuff yeah, like the that. Eagles play the Jets every it's usually um Jets, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, New England, Eagles. and Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's like the same couple of teams every year. So they do that for that purpose, for the travel and, purposes. And they do the joint practices, like New England and Philly practice together for a week. Yeah. I like it, though. Thank you. I. Uh, it would be cool about. also, even if they wanted to. I mean, this will never happen at the NFL. But if they made them like kind of like, because it's so... It, 
So in the NFL, you play eight home games and nine road games or nine home games, or eight road games. Yeah. Why not make it like a, uh, put it somewhere where it could be a, a 50, 50, uh, a neutral site. If they did uh Eagles Steelers at, uh, I don't know, at the, I don't know, Penn state stadium, right. It'll never happen, but this way, no team has a, a true, <laughs> this way, no team has a true advantage. You play eight and a half, eight home games, eight row games at a neutral site game. I mean, there's got to be maybe, I don't know, some contracts or. Yeah, they'll never sign for that, but. It, or it, it, did you fantasy also Fantasy commissioner here. Did you also look into, uh, like, like the examples that you gave, right? Say, like, the Eagles. Uh, Eagles in, pay, in the past. Did you also look into, like, Washington, Buffalo, Giants, Oh yeah. Whoever. So, so I, I made I I listed all the teams. I found a chart someone made online of the uh, it was like AFC across the top, NFC across the side. Yeah. Uh, like the Y axis and the X and the X axis, and wherever the wherever the two cells met is how many miles apart the stadiums were. Okay. So like so like Tampa, Jacksonville. It's like, like not that many. Meanwhile, you know, Tampa and Seattle, thousands. So I tried to find the lowest ones I could. I made the easy ones like Jets Giants, the two LA teams, um, Vegas and San Fran, like the e- easy ones that were pretty close to one another. And then it turns out like Detroit, Buffalo are pretty close. Minnesota and New England aren't that far. Um, Carolina and whoever they were playing. Atlanta is not that far from Cincy, apparently. Um, so there's some surprising ones. So there's other combinations you can make. And I'm sure you can cycle through them. Like Eagles, Bills can't be that far apart. Eagles Pats can't be that far. Yeah, Eagles Jets. I was only asking uh, because yeah, like even Giants Pats, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was only asking because like you said that they played uh an entire division. Like the everyone in the division plays the other division, you know, like the AFC East versus the NFC East. So yeah, it's so, not like the Eagles can unless you get those one-offs that happen like we're facing the Jets. This season, I think it was the only one yeah, off but, of the so AFC. like every four years you play it. So the Eagles in three years are going to be playing the entire AFC North, which in this scenario Baker, they would end up playing the Steelers twice. Yeah, we're ready for you, Baker. You don't want them to play the Steelers twice in this scenario. Or honestly, I think what they might end up doing, which is I haven't seen what next year's schedule looks like. It yeah. seems like you're just playing a team from so the NFC East plays a team from the AFC East every year, or you know because they're sense. playing the they're playing the Jets this year. Pretty sure the Cowboys played the Patriots. They did. Uh, Washington. Washington played. Um, Who did Washington play? Washington played Miami, Miami. maybe or no. Buffalo. I oh, know the Giants just played Miami, and Washington played Buffalo. So they might just be cycling through that one division every year. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, I'm not making the schedule, but if they asked me to, I would try. You should be a schedule maker. Schedule yeah. maker. Tons of time on my hands. <laughs> All right, so it was pretty good. Good proposal. And I'm sure if anyone's listened up to this far, up to this point, probably really appreciates it. And it's probably a, a genius idea, both for logistic purposes and excitement. That and the uh, that and the Phillies eulogy were the two most uh, thought that I put into anything <laughs> in this podcast. Well, that eulogy was all-time class. All-time class. All right, sir. Are we ready for the WSL before we end this episode two five? Yes.
right. I have three dubs, two L's. I got three apiece. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I have a feeling we're going to have some overlap here. Maybe not. Maybe. I got to get my phone. I think I did this on the PA Turn Pod Instagram, I think. Uh, my one, my first W is a fan at tonight's Sixers game. I don't know if you caught this, but it's a screenshot of a guy next to Eric Spolstra. And I have to read it. It's a white T-shirt. Fuck. This is great podcasting uh, etiquette for me because I wasn't ready, prepared, even though I have the notes. It's not here. Jesus. Give me a minute. Anyway, this king sitting on the front row, courtside, mind you, here it is. I got the picture. Has a white T-shirt. He looks like a geek, by the way. Here's the picture. If you look, uh, see, he looks looking like a geek. All right, I'll send it to you. Actually, it makes more sense. Duh. His shirt says "vaccinated and ready to commit tax fraud," with a with a box of Reese's in his hands. It was gold. <laughs> what a dub! Oh, oh, those are Reese's pieces too. Yeah class right there as well that's funny well his his face his whole demeanor his his uh side part hair looking at eric spolster's booty it looks like his eyes are just located zinged and his high and tight fucking pants there can you explain this to me look at those legs bro What? what what what's the tax fraud that he's going to be committing i don't know but he's ready for it Good for him, I guess, right? Yeah. That's my my first W. All right. My first W is the viral video that went, uh, this video that went viral a few days ago. Don't uh, of the dare. Number 50? So there's a, no, so there, there's an elephant. Yeah, I don't know where uh, it was. You might be able to um, describe it better, but there's an elephant that is standing near a woman and the woman has a hat on and the elephant takes the hat off the woman's head and pretends to eat it. And then like five, 10 seconds later, like, oh, I'm just kidding. And puts the helmet, the hat back on the woman's head. And I thought that was extremely wholesome. And I think it's a good little video. Yeah. I like it too. If you haven't seen it, check it out. You, I, you definitely, cause you, you said you saw it, right? Yeah. So I, I was like, what yeah. is she doing here? And then Lily, my guy, or, you know, the elephant just basically took the hat. I thought he legit ate it. I'm like, what a dick. And she's there just sitting there laughing. I would have been pissed. He took my hat off. First of all, it's hot as hell in Zimbabwe, yeah. wherever we are. Second of all, you don't know how much that hat costs. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Supposedly, like, elephants are very smart creatures, and they then they like they are. humans. Apparently, they, they, like they view humans. Yeah, they like view us uh, like like we're like we entertain them. <laughs> Look at these little ones. Look at them go. <laughs> I I gotta see if I can find the video. Somebody in the comments was explaining how elephants view humans. And it was actually kind of cute. Look, Samantha, look at this little human in this little tiny car. We can crush him at any time we want. But yeah, it was a very wholesome video. I did like it. It was cute. Uh, Uh, So this person in the comments, um, source is probably just like, trust me, bro. Um, I read somewhere that elephants look at people, hell, people look at dogs. So they they view us kind of like an, an interesting little creature, I suppose. Ah, I get it. I see, I see, I see. Uh, my second dub is this king from St. John 
uh, University Fisher, whatever it is, mm-hmm. number 50, uh, one Connor Williams. Rob, have you seen this, King? I don't I think s- so. I sent you the video. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did see this. John this Boy posted Yeah, okay. King. Yeah. You- <laughs> I thought about making this it's my W he- the other day. It's a he- it's- He's seven foot tall, by the way. He's a dual sport. Fifty pounds. He plays football and basketball for this college. My dude's a unit I think it's too. College. Huh? My dude is a, is a unit. Yeah. Well, he there's this picture where he's the team is down what almost what is it seventeen points it looks like looks like seventeen points something like that. Anyway, he was going down the court. He's hustling. He's bustling, and then he trips over his own two feet. Does a somersault roll, gets up and makes a dime piece of an assist. Very good pass. It was great. He earned it. It was great, and he can shoot the three like no one's business. There's another video going viral that he can shoot a three. One uh, one redacted could never, but it was a good video. I liked it. Connor Williams. My second. I'm sorry. No, no. So my second W, my second W is going to go to both John Boy. And Rawlings. Um, so if you follow John Boy Media on Twitter, yeah. So John Boy Media posted a picture of this kid. I don't know where this is, and they're, they're trying their best to find this person um, because Rawlings is going to hook him up with some free gear. Yeah. Um, there's a kid on a street somewhere with a baseball glove on and a bunch of cardboard acting. So he puts cardboard around his two legs cardboard around his chest and cardboard around his face and he's, he's a catcher and it looks like he's smiling and he's having a good time. Um, John Boy posted this. The passion this kid is showing for baseball is unmatched. Would love to get him some gear. And Rawlings replied and said we would love to help him out and get him all geared up. Let us know. So Rawlings is going to give gear to this kid who I would imagine is in a an area where he probably doesn't have a ton of money That's awesome. he's playing baseball in the street with a bunch of cardboard on his body with some silly, looks like some like zip ties or something. So Rawlings, extremely wholesome. Going to send this guy some, some stuff. Jose Trevino, baseball player commented, wants to help out as well. Awesome. I think that's baseball. Yeah. So that's awesome. That is really cool. Cool stuff. I love when stuff like that happens. And uh, Ryan Spader as well wants to join in. He's an MLB analyst. How cool is this? I love when people go viral for the right the right reasons. For sure. Oh, that's cute. Uh, my last and final, even though that's kind of redundant to say, uh, W is, have you ever seen the Eli Manning show? What? Uh, like with him and Peyton? No, I think it's just the Eli show. It's his own solo show. I didn't know that's it was a weird. thing either. But uh, I'll send you a video. He had Kevin Durant on. And I think at some point in the show, they had a best of three of these carnival shooting. And Eli can shoot the ball. And he beat Kevin Durant (laughs) in the first round. And then he almost went up 2 nothing and beat Kevin Durant in his own sport before Eli fumbled it at the very end. And (laughs) Kevin Durant... Comes back and wins game two. And then it was tight in game three. But that near the, what, five seconds to go, Durant just got hot. Like back in his Golden State uh, days. And he was just, he couldn't miss. 
for example, it was like 28, 28. And then with five seconds left, it became 52 to 23. Even though, he, I mean, Eli went backwards, obviously. But you get the gist of it. It was pretty yeah. cool. I loved it. Eli Manning was close to just schooling Kevin Durant. Showing probably his, getting blocked uh, on Twitter. Showing his, um, his personality after retirement, too. Eli. For sure. Him and his brother. He still looked like he was dressed right. by his mom, though. True. I, I need him to right. loosen up a little bit. Number one, my number three W is going to go to Deion Sanders Sheesh. and Jackson State, which is an FCS college. It's an HBCU. Um, top-ranked cornerback, ESPN's number two overall player in the class of 2022, <laughs> has decided to Commit his name's Travis Hunter. He was committed to Florida State on signing day today or yesterday. Decommitted from Florida State, an FBS school, one of the more powerful ones in the country, to yeah. go to FCS Jackson State and play for Deion Sanders. This is unprecedented. Probably where not, one of the, so depending where you look, he was number one in the nation according to rivals, number two according to ESPN. Regardless, he was a highly coveted player. He's going to an HBCU, an FCS school, which is Division One A. I'm sorry, One Double A. To go play for Deion Sanders. This is crazy. Deion's got this program up on the, you know on the upswing, which is crazy. He's I've never little, seen anything like this before. He is the literal and walking king. This recruit. Yeah. Now, I wonder how this will translate on the field, seeing that he won't have as much competition, not only with his own team but his opponents going down. Yeah, for the season and for his college career, how will he match up against you know the likes of the SEC and you know Pac-12 and so forth and so forth? I I, I wouldn't be surprised if he transfers in a few years, but committing to an FCS school is pretty wild. Yeah, when you could have gone anywhere you wanted to. Kudos to Deion Sanders, though. Like you yeah. said, he's kudos to this kid too. It's it's not like uh our first like one of our first episodes, Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Kudos to Deion Sanders. So you have two L's, right? Yes, I do. All right, I have three. So why don't we sandwich these? Um, my first L is going to be a gentleman by the name of Steve Marcus. Um, just another reason to hate baseball writers. Um, Steve Marcus, his he has in his Twitter bio the first thing on there is baseball Hall of Fame voter, um, which is oh, fine. Man. But the last two years, he has submitted completely blank ballots. So, He's L to you, sir, because you're really not helping this. If you vote for nobody, and especially when there are people who deserve to go into the Hall of Fame and people who are falling off the ballot because people aren't voting, I think you're a loser. So, Steve Marcus, hold this L, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this I have to also send you on. Oh no! Did we freeze? Uh, Rob is gone. Oh no, he's there. He's just his uh screen was frozen. Um, L number one goes to the Mets. Now, Rob, I'm sure you saw this. That recurring theme. Yeah, recurring theme. It's not really the Mets. I think it's the Mets announcing. Announcers, broadcasters this this upcoming season. If there is a season, hopefully there is. Uh, the Mets have signed. Get ready for this one. 
and I'm going to be butchering this. The Mets have signed Mirio, JC, Ratchidi Cantor, Ray, John, Tedio, Benita. That is one name. What? <laughs> I don't know if this is fake, but this was John Boy and Shay Station. Shay underscore station on Instagram. John Boy's <laughs> caption praying for the broadcasters. Oh, it's a player. And it's a player. <laughs> so they have to say that. <laughs> the fact that you thought it was something else is crazy. Yeah. So try saying that name. Mirio J Say Rochending Candor Ray John or Jean Tadio Benita. Mirio J C Racket Candor Racket Rakidney Candor. Raging today, but what? Kidney cancer. You get, you get, you got to pick two of those and stick with it. Washington, come like, just call me Bob. Oh, what the fuck, Bob? The Flyers had a goalie one year whose name really wasn't even that difficult to pronounce, and he was Russian. His last name was Bobrovsky, and Bobrovsky. people just called him Bob. Hey, Bobby, Bobby. So yeah, that's what my first L. My second L is going to go to Kevin James. Comedian? Um, yes, because there's a movie coming out about, um, or it's either a movie or a TV series about Sean Payton, which is weird. And Kevin James is the person playing Sean Payton, and he looks nothing like Sean Payton in this thing. And it looks so stupid. I'm going to send you this. I this I don't this doesn't really require too much thought, but this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. He just threw on a visor and like squinted a little bit, and they they tried to sell him as 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 uh, Sean Payton, and they had the gall to say he was unrecognizable. <laughs> the man who did King King of Queens is now Sean Payton. Are the odds so stupid? Oh, he I, just I, squinty. <laughs> There's no reason to have a Sean Payton movie either. I mean, there was like I don't know, a good ten years ago. Or whenever you know, it's the about the year back. that he was. It's it's about when he was suspended because of the bounty, and he's like going to his kids' games and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty late. That's funny as shit, though. Strong Alfred. I mean, it's not Kevin James, but it's whoever the uh, you know. People who were in charge yeah, that were like, you know what? Him. Yeah, the casting, not really Kevin, because Kevin Jean, that's just a money at the end of the day and residuals. It's just a warm um, body at that point. Yeah. God, right. Uh, my last uh, L, we've already touched it earlier, the Raiders. Uh, their pre came huddle, Rob. Uh, they were against their heated rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. They were in Kansas City. And for whatever reason, acting head coach Donkey Kong over there. Decided, hey, let's go to the logo at the midfield and just, you know, be shenanigans out there pregame. And how did Kansas City respond? Well, dropping a 48 smackdown and only giving up nine points in the process. So Raiders, coaching staff, Derek Carr, you pussy. Because I don't know if you saw the quotes, but he's like, you know, I love my team. I support them 
in all their decisions. They wanted to do that, and I'm not going to question them, but I don't think I would have done that. No, son, you're the captain. You should have just said you feel like, no, this ain't a good idea. This ain't a good idea. Stupid. So stupid move by them. I don't know why they do that. I'm sure I get it. Rivalry, you want to heat it up, but come on now. <sighs> you're not even that good to do something like that and not expect to get smacked around like that. Yeah. So take an L. Hold this L. Las Vegas Raiders. Speaking of mistakes, oh, my L, my third L, and my final L, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Go Urban game. Meyer. I'm going to read a quote from Josh Lambeau. Do you know who Josh Lambeau is? No, and I'm just going to not talk and let you just go off because you've been waiting for this for months to see this man's. This is the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> kicker, Josh Lambeau. Okay. And I quote, I'm in a lunge position, left leg forward, right leg back, Lambeau said. Urban Meyer, while I'm in that stretch position, comes up to me and says, hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks and kicks me in the leg. Lambeau spoke for the first time publicly about what happened. And he said, I'm oh, sorry, about what he said happened to him in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times. It certainly wasn't as hard as he could have done it, but it certainly wasn't a love tap, Lambeau said. Truthfully, I'd registered as a five out of 10, which in the workplace, I don't care if it's football or not. The boss can't strike an employee. For a second, I couldn't believe it actually happened. Pardon my vulgarity, I said. Don't you ever fucking kick me again. And his response was, I'm the head coach. I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want. So Urban Meyer is a moron. I hope he gets put into a wood chipper <laughs> because he's one of the worst human beings on the planet. And this, it, He's now the NFL's highest paid kicker at four and a half million dollars a year. Um, <laughs> it depend, I don't know how much Kareem Hunt makes, but Urban Meyer is a scumbag. And I don't know. Who would enjoy playing for him? He lost that locker room from day one. He lined up all of his assistant coaches and basically made them tell him why they weren't complete losers. He's a loser. He's a failure. He faked a heart condition to stop coaching in college football. He sucked on the panel for Fox. He's a prick. I hope he never gets a chance to coach football again. I hope he somehow voided his, his contract and breached the, the contract and doesn't get paid by the Jags. I really hope Trevor Lawrence turns into Peyton Manning in spite of Urban Meyer, and I hope the Jags win every game the rest of the season. Because Urban Meyer is a bigger failure in the NFL as a head coach than Matt Patricia was. Let the record show that when you list the names, Ben McAdoo, Nick Sirianni, John Gruden's second stint with the Raiders, Nick Saban with the Dolphins, Matt Patricia, Vance Joseph, uh, who else? Jim Tom Sula, Dave Campbell, Matt Nagy, <laughs> uh, Adam Gase. Rule. None of them. Matt Rule's a fine head coach. None of them will be bigger failures <laughs> than Urban Meyer. He's leaving the NFL with two wins in what 
15, 13 games, two and 11, worst team in the NFL. Number one at the top of the tagathon rankings. He benched his running back, James Robinson, the best player on his team. Crazy. For some BS reason. He's lost, he lost his locker room from day one. He's a loser. He's a failure. I hope he never gets a chance to coach again. Or if he does get a chance to coach again, he coaches in some purgatory program like <laughs> Western Idaho and gets to play in the Mac Bowl every year, the Idaho Potato Bowl, and gets the doors blown off of him. His wife's going to leave him. His kids probably hate him if he has any. Every Jaguar hates him. He's a scumbag. Every fan hates him. Shad Khan, who's like a very positive guy, came out and basically ripped him politely to the public today. And he's a jerk. <laughs> so, Mervyn Meyer, <laughs> you kicked your player. He should be allowed. Josh Lambeau should be allowed now that Urban Meyer breached his contract. He should be able to put Urban Meyer, lay him down on the ground horizontally, put his head on a tee, and kick it as hard as he can. And if it goes through the uprights, Josh Lambeau gets in the entirety of Urban Meyer's contract. Go off, Kenny. That was great. <laughs> I had the same thought as you were saying that. I didn't know about that. He kicked the, his kicker. He kicked um, his kicker. Of all players on the team to kick. Well, I mean, he could have kicked a defensive end. Yeah, it's twice defensive, end would have, defensive end would have eaten Kicking him. Aaron Donald. <laughs> could you imagine if he tried to kick Josh Allen, the defensive end on the Jags? Or... uh. Or, or Travis Miles, Etienne. Or Miles Garrett. Oh the only God. thing that would have made it worse is if he kicked an injured player like Travis Etienne. Or kicked someone to injure them. Or if he found Calvin Ridley in the middle of his you know, mental crisis and kicked him. Oh, my God. As you were saying about the kicker getting kicked, I'm like, someone should just, should just punt Evermind's head off to the face of the earth. You know how Uncle Phil used to throw jazz out of the house? <laughs> yeah. I hope... Whatever the name of the uh, the Jaguars mascot is, if you know Lucky the Jaguar or whatever, just throws Urban out of the stadium. <laughs> I would pay I think, to watch that. I think, and then he can then he can complain about chest pain. <laughs> Guy's a loser. I think it's safe to say the best uh, coach manager, whatever you want to call it, in Jacksonville is a. Uh, Tony Khan, Shot Khan's son, who runs <laughs> AEW. <laughs> because, like, in the same stadium, for God's sakes, at Daly's place, that man is a winner. Urban Myers, in college, sure, but 14 games into the season, or 13, looking like dogs. That man stole money from the Jags. And he's going to get I paid mean, for the, the next four years. The cons, the cons can afford it, but... The real con in all of this is the Mr. Con artist, Urban Meyer. See what you did there. I like it. What a, I appreciate what a joke. It. Scumbag. And this just makes me think now, all the Ohio State players, what they must have went through as kids. They won in spite of him. Mm, well, they, they did it for themselves. Because they know. No, they, yeah. I do have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Will Urban Meyer coach somewhere? Again, yes. will it be in the NFL or will it be in pros? Or I'm sorry, in the college. Uh, in college. College. Because the only other place, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to want him in the NFL. The only other place I could think of was the Bears. College. 
They, the Bears don't think, want that. Screw who do you think eventually winds up in Jacksonville? Do you think it's Bienemy? Do you think no, it's God, uh, God. Dable, or do you think it's like a Doug Peterson? Peterson. I, I would love that. Make magic with Lawrence down there. Who do you bring? Whoever he wants. No, does Doug. he bring his quarterback? Does he bring... Oh, does he bring Bienemy? His offensive coordinator. That'd be cool. That would be a lateral move, though, for Bienemy. Unless it's the opposite. Unless Bienemy takes the job and then Doug takes the OC job. Uh, that would be cool. That would be nice, Bienemy. Doug's probably at peace. He's getting paid by the Eagles. He's happy to not be here anymore. He's a Super Bowl champ. I'm happy for him. I love Doug Peterson. I have no ah. ill will toward him. Dude, you're talking about no a fan will. who's never met him. He is an absolute dog shit of a prick in person. That sucks because the players loved him. I would have thought he was a better guy. Doesn't tip. Granted, nobody should be tipping like it's required to tip at my job, but for God's sakes, the fucking coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're here worshiping you and making your accommodation to get you on your private little jet. You won't find me. I'll never piss on the, the statue of him and Nick Foles. I won't either because that's called indecent exposure. <laughs> but uh trust me. I'm grateful for him. Got us the chip, yeah. but I, uh, no. I still have no ill will towards him. Doug P can't do any wrong in my mind. Nick Foles can do no wrong in my mind. And with that, that was a great uh like <laughs> what a way to end it on a W. I mean on an L, even though it was a W. Urban Meyer. Live on the podcast, let go by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, and by the way, good for Lambeau for sticking up for himself. Yeah. I mean, T- telling them he's not on the team not anymore. Kick him again. I don't think he's on the yeah. team anymore. I don't even know who's on what team anymore. Because but. the article that I read was like ex Jacksonville player. Yeah. And I was like, damn. That's probably true. That's probably why he, un- he revealed it. He probably, he probably left too. Yeah. Whatever, Urban is a prick. We'll we'll oh. talk to you guys on Friday. We will hopefully be able to record this Friday. We'll yeah. do our NFL picks. Uh, we'll keep it short. We'll do our NFL picks, a top five list. Uh, we'll touch on the week that was. Um, actually, I, I do have an idea for top five. We uh, so Thursday we got Sixers Nets on Thursday night, um, and then Saturday. I'm sorry, Sunday the Sixers host the Pelicans. We got a couple big games coming up. I do have an idea. I will share it with Joel off the air as to not make myself look like a moron for a top five list on Friday or perhaps top 10. Hey, man, I'm ready. I can't wait to hear it. Well, everybody, uh, we're going to go on to episode number 26. This has been episode 25 of the PA Turn Pod. Adios. Just the podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Sheesh.